Okay. Okay. Love Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to the Diva Toolbox Networking for Success show tonight with a fantastic guest and also a friend of mine who lives in New York. Her name is Andrea Nuremberg. She's the author and communications consultant behind the Nuremberg Group. She's called a networking success story by the Wall Street Journal, and she's also the the founder and president of the Nuremberg Group. Andrea, welcome. How are you? I'm doing well, Robbie. It's wonderful to talk to you. Boy, you always light up a room, and I always remember when I saw you at the NAFI conference a few years ago. You're amazing. So thank you for having me. Well, I'm so happy that you, I know you were out of town, and you just flew back in this morning. Right, on the red eye. (laughs) Oh, wow. And so I totally appreciate it, because I know it's 9 o'clock in New York time right now. That's okay. Um, You're known as the networking success. And I remember when I first met you, and I don't know how many years ago it was, but it seems like I've known you for quite a while and watched, because I think at that time you only had your first book out. Right. And later we're going to talk about your three books you already have, and then the fourth one you have coming out. Right. First, let's start about talking about how did the Wall Street Journal happen to call you a networking success? So tell me how that happened. You know, it's very funny. I mean, I think that the way that came about, and I've heard about it so many times, is somebody from the journal actually was in one of my workshops and presentations and just watched how I talked about my philosophy of networking, which is really relationship building and relationship marketing. And you don't have to go to an event. You just have to be anywhere, anytime, any place in life. You can be meeting people, connecting people, and building relationships. And I was doing an exercise on that. I had no idea that the journal was actually there. So afterwards they interviewed me, and it, this particular workshop was for a group of attorneys. And, wow. you know, I just talked about how you fill in the, the dots, and I said, you know, the word is a misunderstood word, but the reality is that we're all successful at it if we just take that label off of that word. So I continually get press about that, and it's funny, but the reality is that there's lots of networking success stories out there all the time if people would just realize it's nothing more than than good, honest, and sincere relationship building. And right. there's a process. And, 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 you know, and it really works for everybody. It works for moms who work from home, entrepreneurs, people who work in At, corporate America, everyone. people who own their own business. It's Children, just, kindergartners, anybody. Right. Because people are making friends all the time. I just finished reading a book for a company that I'm going to be doing a lot of work for next month, and um, I read the history and the founder who talked about how he built a very, very, very large corporate business now. And everything was about how this friend led him to this friend and this college professor to another situation. Everything was all about the relationships that he built early on, connected with throughout his career, were the ones that helped grow his business and his connections everywhere. Yeah, that is true. Because, I mean, I pretty much... I'm on a mission to get women to show up and to ask for what it is they want. And, again, it is about keeping in touch and building the relationships. Now, tell me, I know you have uh, three books that you've already completed. Tell me about each one and what each one 
is about a little bit. And then okay. tell me about, I'm very excited about the fourth one, which to me would be a fabulous Christmas gift for all of the, the women out there uh, that have children in college. Or Absolutely. <laughs> well, the first so book, and I'll tell you how it began, because I used to be a Dale Carnegie instructor when I was also a magazine publisher for many years. You know, I've had my business now 17 years, so this was a long time ago. And I was a Dale Carnegie instructor, and I ran into one of my colleagues from there in Boston on an escalator. And the reason I tell the story is, She's the one that said to me, you need to write a book on networking. And I said, well, you know, I'm not really a good writer. She says, you've got to write a book. And I said, well, I wouldn't know where to go. She said, well, I'm the acquisition editor of a publishing company. And, you know, I say that for a reason because I know what it's like to try to go out there and, and to talk to people and everything. And, you know, if you get a lot of doors slammed in your face, you say, who needs another book? Am I correct? Right. Because she knew me open the door. So there's where networking paid off. So the book is a step-by-step, everything about giving yourself permission to network, realizing that it's not a dirty word, realizing that it's about making friends, connecting with people. Where do you go? How do you do it? Things that are, that are already and people that are already in your network, how to develop and nurture those relationships. So it's very much a, if you will, networking 101 and the process from everything I call it, um, how to improve your life, luck, and career, because all the different areas and angles in it with exercises. The second. So somebody that was that was just beginning, you know, a lot of people are very shy. So the thought of networking does really does scare some people. So if they were just beginning in the network, would you recommend that? This I would be... recommend that book. But the funny thing is, when I tell people I'm an introvert. So I'm a learned extrovert. So it tells you exactly if you're going to an event, what do you do before, during, and after? How do you prepare? How do you do your research? Then what do you do when you get to an event? How do you go up to people? How do you connect with people? How do you strategically decide who to talk to? And then also just be open to the other people that are there. How do you disengage and you know disconnect from somebody and then find a way to follow up with them? But I also stress, and this is so important, that networking is not about the event. That's just a sliver. Most of life is serendipitous networking. And I talk about the fact that don't overlook the opportunities that are in front of you every day in your own offices, in your own companies. If you're in a small business, your vendors, your clients, who you deal with, your friends, everybody is part of your, your different networks, and you have to build those relationships all the time. So I talk about that also. And that's key. You know, what's funny is what you say is so true. You never know where an opportunity is going to come. I, I had such an opportunity. Have, I mean, I have them every day, but this one was kind of unique in that I got an email from, I had told you about Paula Fellingham, who's the CEO of The Win, and she's doing the, the big event in 10 cities. But anyway, she got an email from somebody in Canada who was going to be in L.A. that was pulling together some unique women to raise money for an event she's doing for International Women's Day. And Paula just sent me the email. But, and it was interesting because my gut said, oh, Bobby, why don't you go check it out? And it's in L.A. And I sent it to another friend of mine because she's involved sort of with this woman as well. And I said, are you going to show up at this? And she said, oh, I think it's in a park. And I said, that's okay. I'm going. I'm going to go check it out. So I showed up. It was, it was actually in a 
the, the, the title of the town it's in in L.A. is Hancock Park, which is a very exclusive area. Right. As I, as I pulled up, here were all these um, valet drivers to take the car at this magnificent house. And I walk in, and I thought, uh, you know, and so I asked one of the girls, whose house is it? And she said, oh, it's Melanie Griffin's. Wow. And Shirley... Shirley MacLaine was there and 40 other, and Deepak Chopra ended up coming. And it was like a conversation with women. It was fabulous. I met, there were about 40 women there. I met 40 incredible women. In fact, one of them wrote an incredible book called, um, um, it's about, she was, she was with this guy 25 years and they were married 11 and he died. And it's called Letters to My Husband. It's oh, one of the wow. most beautiful books I have ever read. Anyway, I liked her. The minute I met her, we just connected, and she's actually coming to speak. She's uh, she's a producer of television shows in Toronto, L.A., and Paris, and she's actually coming to speak for my network this next month. And I met another girl who invented a hula hoop, and she's actually going to come to my conference on our Friday night and bring the hula hoops and they're different than the ones that went round. They go front to back, and so we're going to have some fun with those. So it was amazing. So, again, you know, you get these opportunities, and a lot of times I see women especially talk themselves out of showing up. Absolutely. You know, I don't know anybody. Uh, You're right. I don't know what it's going to be about. But every time I show up at things like that, I always meet somebody incredible. Absolutely. You just said the key thing. And that's you just said you have to show up. You have to just appear. You have to be places. And you just have to be open to, I call it 24-7 awareness. Just be open to the opportunities. And you have to help other people, too. Key. Right. That's key. It's not that about us. Key. It's so. not about us. It's about how do I help somebody else. And that is such an important um, tip and tactic, and when people realize if they're shy or they're nervous, and I always say, you know, think about how you can help someone. Follow up with them. Reach out to them. Nurture the relationship. Promise something that you're going to do and then do it. Too many people always say, I'm going to do this, and then they don't do it. Yeah, and you know what's funny is when you say to somebody, how can I help you or what is it I can do to support you, they're like like shocked because they don't get a lot of people asking them for that. Exactly. Exactly right. They do not get people asking them, and they're shocked when you actually want to help them. I know it's it's amazing, isn't it? So I it totally is. It is. So tell me about. So you have this first okay, that, book that, that was so great. That, that was the first book. It, it does does still does very well. So I'm very pleased with that, and I give them away like candy bars. And then the second book is maybe you'd like to say, give us a couple for my. You know that I'm doing a NAFI conference May twentieth. And 21st in California. I'm happy uh, to give a couple of copies of each of my books to you. And see, you just did the wonderful thing. If you don't ask, you don't get, correct? I love them. Yeah, That's that right. would be so sad. After we're finished in the next day, because I'm traveling tomorrow again, but just send me an email where to send them, and they'll go out, definitely. Okay, because yeah, um, it's not till next year, but I would like to list them. Oh, I can go ahead. The, the site for the conference, in case you want to check it, is www.wrnafi.com, the Western Perfect. Region and NAFI. Well, that's how We're you and I met. 
We met at a NAFI conference, remember? Well, maybe you should fly out and join us. It's that's right. Maybe country. I should because that's the great – that's when I think about that. And, you know, in 2003, they honored me in Orlando. So when I think about right. it, it's a great organization. So so my second book, just to, to let you know a little bit, that book – was aimed much more for people that are in sales and marketing, which we all are. And when people say, well, I'm not in sales, I said, we're always selling ourselves. We're always marketing our own self-brands. So, but that book is called Million Dollar Networking, How to Find, Grow, and Keep Your Business. And I go through, again, step by step, but it's more of a workbook also. But it's, it's a larger book than the first, and I just have completed the audio version. We have all the books now oh. on ebook on my store, but we just ha- are just finishing the audio version. So I, you know, went to the studio and have been recording that book because so many people now just want to download it as a, as a, you know, to listen to it. Yeah, well, I'd, yeah. that would be something that I would be interested in because I'm always driving every, you know, yeah. all directions. So to be right. able to, to listen, listen, that would that. be cool. Perfect. And that, so that's become a very, another very big area, as you can imagine. The third book is very much what I call for the cliff notes. It's called Savvy Networking, 118 Fast and Effective Tips for Business Success. And I explain different tips, ideas, suggestions. It, it grew from my 52 networking tips, what things to do all the time. The things that we do, but we don't. Sometimes we don't even realize that we're doing them, and then we don't realize that they're important to consistently put into practice. And that book has lots of stories in it too, but they're all very short vignettes. Yeah, that's cool. But now, you know, like I said to you earlier, a lot of people are great about showing up, but I'm sure, like you and I, we we show up so many places and we see a lot of things that people don't do right. So mm-hmm. what, why don't we talk a little bit about what are the, some of the things you see that people need to really strengthen their skills on. Number one is listen. It sounds easy, You're but right. people, people hear, but we don't listen. And people are too busy when we go to events or go anywhere, not just an event. I mean, I was at a huge event this past weekend, and I just noticed how many times you're talking to someone and you know they're not paying attention, they're not listening, they don't hear a thing you're saying. And But people give you vital information all the time on how you can follow up and stay in touch with them, which is why I always say in your networking toolkits you need to have with you pen and paper so you can always write something down, so you can remember things about people. So think, you know, simple things like that. So people need to listen, pay attention, remember people's names, remember things about them, and under-promise and over-deliver. I, I give it, what gets me crazy is when people say, I'm going to send you this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and they don't do anything. Right. So, so that to me yeah. says, you know, can I really trust them in doing things I'd like to do with them? Will they deliver? You know, exactly. If, if, I mean, for example, like you and I set this up a while ago on email. I knew I was flying back today, and that's why I also knew that because of the time change and everything, I specifically planned my day so that I would be ready and knowing that we had our call tonight. Right. Things like that and writing it down, too. People forget to write things down. Right, I know it they sounds do. crazy, but it's being organized. It's realizing that, again, that networking, show up, be present, but that means show up every day in life and be present. That's anywhere right. you go. Just walking outside your door, going anywhere you go. You might run into somebody. You might reconnect with somebody. You might meet someone new who you can help. And it's about giving. It's not about getting. 
Right, that's true. And, you know, it is about, I'll tell you another quick story that, see, I believe also when you show up at different places, you should have a plan. And I had a situation where um, a friend of mine who always supports me was an MC at events, and I thought, and it was in Los Angeles, and I live two hours away from there. But I thought, you know, he's always there. If I need a DJ, he's always there for me. In fact, he'll be our DJ at our conference. And um, so I decided to show up in L.A., but I also knew that there were going to be a group of stars having their pictures, you know, to autograph, and there were going to be vendors there. Well, knowing that I was doing the NAFI conference, my goal was, number one, to support him, number two, to see if I could find a celebrity speaker for my conference in May, and number three, to see if I could find, looking at the vendors they had and looking to see if they had some women vendors with some great items. Well, the bottom line is I was able to accomplish all of that. I came back with, listened to a couple of really great speakers. The celebrities were more of like the Lassie, the uh, Shirley Jones, those kind of, you know, the era, the older era, I should say. And I ended up hearing Terry Moore speak, and I was so impressed with her that I walked up to her and asked her if she would be my celebrity speaker for the conference, and she said, absolutely. Isn't this great? See? You don't and answer. then I also found three women that had really unique products and told them that we will have, you know, vendor booths with the products, and they said, great. So, And I've since contacted them, and they will be coming. So, I mean, that, and then what was interesting, there was two other people at that conference. One of them is, was with, um, on James Bond. She was with Diamonds Are Forever. She's a singer, dancer, um, and, uh, the other one was a former platter singer. So both of them are actually going to be part of our entertainer for our NAFI conference. So again, that show up event supported my friend, found me a celebrity, keynote, found me two entertainers and three people for booths in one one visit. See? So, I mean, well, you're a phenomenal networker. I mean, you understand what it is, and you know that it's all about relationship building. It's, it's exactly it. And it's simple. Wouldn't you agree? But don't you think it also requires, it's like having a road map of, you know, you can't, sometimes people run to every networking, and they don't really check out as that's what you just said. Hey, the say key for thing. instance, you were selling it's, Mercedes. Yeah, it's if not you're about going to a network event. You've got to go to somebody if you're going to try to promote your business. Somebody buy a Mercedes or lease it. They have to be in a business where they could afford that. So you really need to do some research to find out what kind of people show up at the event. Absolutely. I I always talk about that in your networking toolkits. I say in your tangible toolkit, do your homework, do your research. See who's going to be there. Know who's going to be there. Do some Google uh, searching, too. Find out some things about the person. But the other thing is that it's not just about the event. It's just about everyday life. And I think that's, to me, that's what my biggest... um, aha is about this, that it's not just about uh, the event. Andrea, do you, can you share some, I know that you have thousands of stories, but what about some stories that unusual things have happened for you because you asked or showed up? Everything seems to happen that way, and it's so interesting. I was just thinking about that on my flight coming back from Utah, and I was thinking about the 10 projects that I have right now doing sales training or 
presentation skills or any kind of communication coaching and training. Every single client out of 10 corporate clients, not one of them would I have been able to, as a small business owner, but a small, you know, a small consultancy, would have I been able to just call cold into any of these organizations and just try to see somebody in human resources training or the people that are hiring me, in some cases, you know, very senior level positions. It's been all been through people that I know and have met over the years that I've stayed in touch with, nurtured those relationships. And that's why I have something called the thank you chain. Every time something comes about, no matter what, I track back how did I meet, the, how did the person or how did I get into this organization or meet this person or this person or this person, and I track it back to every single person who was helpful in me getting into that door and staying there and all the different things that happened. And then I either write them a note, send them an email, or call them. Oh, wow, that's pretty cool. I like, what did you call it, the thankful chain? I call it the thank you chain. Oh, I love that. Yeah, because you because know what? Because it is about people. It's all, it's all about that. It's, that's why it's all about that. Because when people say to me, oh, I hate going to events and doing networking, I say, you don't have to do that then. Just felt, just think about people that you know in your life. Think about building relationships. Invite people to lunch. Just stay in touch and nurture the people you already know. Think about your customers, your clients, your friends, your contacts, your prospects, your competitors, whoever it is. Get to know what they do. Find out how you can be of help to them. Yeah, because sometimes they're running out to get more pe- meet new people, and yet they have a drawer full of two or three hundred business cards that they could really be starting with people that they've already exactly. started to cultivate that relationship with. And another thing, um, I've had wonderful opportunities happen where just because you offer some help or you, you volunteer to help out, I'm a, a Rotarian, so I do a lot of work with my Rotary. And when I was going away on a, a cruise this past summer, I ended up getting an opportunity to speak in Barcelona at the Rotary because I happened to to say I would do it. I've, I've spoken at Rotaries in India and Egypt, you name it, because I just show up at those places. So, I mean, people will say, well, what, how do you find out? Do your homework and your research and you'll find out. Yeah, I've been doing. Uh, what's interesting is uh, because I'm working with Paula on the Wind to uh, to establish all these international connections. I have been learning so much about different women's groups across the globe. That I mean, some of them are incredible. So just connecting with those for someone, if, if anyone is interested in forming international relationships, that's a great way to. Um, to do that, you know? True. I'm telling you, absolutely. It's just showing up. I know. And it's doing, and it's, it's doing it. But again, I think, I think sometimes people also get overwhelmed with the word networking because they try to do too much. And I say, we only have a certain amount of time in a day. Don't try to do everything. You can't possibly do it all. So you have so to like break me, things down. Yeah. So tell me about, let's see, we talked about, let's talk about your third book. My third book, Savvy Networking, that's the one that's uh, the 118 Fast and Effective Tips for Business Success. So that's very quick, easy, and to the point. I think the one that you're uh, asking me about also is my newest book, which is... Yeah, that's the that's, one. Tell me yeah, about the new book. It's called uh, Nonstop Networking for the College Student and Recent Graduate. 
And that came about because one of my good colleagues and a friend who used to be in the Direct Marketing Association went back and got his Ph.D. and became a full professor at a business at DeVry University. And he is terrific. He's always inviting me to speak there. I speak at a lot of universities around around the uh, country. And people always say to me, well, how do you get a job or how do you do this? I said, you know, that's just the beginning of all of this, net, of the, everything about networking. That's just the pinnacle. You want to keep it going, but there are things you need to know and protocol and manners and things like that. And people do it differently today because we have new generations in the workplace. However, people are still people. So this book, again, breaks down what do you do, how do you do that, uh, things about uh, corporate professional etiquette, do's and don'ts, following up, all the different things that we talk about, and then a lot of things about social networking and social media now, too. Oh, wow, that's good, because the social media is just, I saw social networking last night, the guy that started Oh, yeah, how was that? It was good. Yeah, I I mean, you could, yeah, it was a very good, very good movie, you know, and and what was interesting as the movie opened and I saw this campus, I said, I know where that is. That's Harvard, and I've walked on those grounds. Mm. My friend says, how do you know that? I said, do you just wait? You're going to see that that's Harvard. Then Mm. all of a sudden it opened and it said Harvard Hall or something like that. And I see, I knew. Once I've been someplace, I never forget it. That's wonderful. You're great. That's terrific. Absolutely. But it was a very good. It was very interesting. And what was made me think about is that I bet every day in colleges across the country there are all these little people with the you know who are so technically savvy, starting up and coming up with just massive ideas that are going to hit us. You know, for our. I mean, we're going to see more and more happening in the future on this. It's amazing. It's absolutely and amazing. And so this book, I think, would be fabulous because one of the things the guy who did it, in the actually in the movie, I don't know if the real guy was like that, but he didn't have many networking, navvy, savvy manners. You know? No, I hear that. I know. So, uh, you know, but he's only so, worth, he's worth six, I think, $66 billion today, and he's, what, 26 Isn't that amazing? Yeah, but it was an idea that he just, he was just a whiz. I was thinking, God, if I just had one, one person, of that technical knowledge, what I, I can know, do and with that's it. the thing. You just said the key thing. I mean, the opportunities that the you know that that's why we learn so much. There's so many gener- every generation has their own geniuses, and we learn so much from all the different people. So, you know, we can learn from from this. We can learn about you know Facebook and what's going on. And I tell people another thing is don't try to reinvent the wheel. A lot of times they try to reinvent the wheel. You know what I'm saying? People will try over and over again how to do something differently. And I say, you know, even with my new book, this book is all about things that we know already. But what I did with my friend is I said to him, let's just add to it. Let's not reinvent. And that's what we did. Start adding, you know, because when you wrote your other books, the social networking wasn't that big. Absolutely, it wasn't, it wasn't there. That's big. exactly it. So we had things to write in this one that weren't even around before. And Pretty interesting, be, right? Of, yeah, and it's kind of exciting to think. I was thinking the next one you write is going to be, well, we don't need computers anymore. We're, we've got this watch or we've got, we just talked to it and it works. Because I think that eventually that's, you know, I think with that new, what is it, the new um 
the tablet thing that people are carrying yeah. around. Oh, yeah. You don't even have to have a computer anymore. You don't need it. No, and not only that, but, like, um, I learned something even this weekend because I'm a big believer of sending notes and cards. And one of the things even at my conference I learned about something that I can even now send the, the notes, some of them, right from my iPhone. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's amazing. So, uh, uh, you said that you're doing a lot with send out cards. And and I'm sure that, you know, people get so um, in, intimidated with all, like I get over a 1,000 emails a day. And I try to mm-hmm. answer everyone, and I'm pretty good about doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's still nice to get a card in the mail. So what are some of the things that, because I, I know you must, with your clients and things you're doing, you must do a lot of that. I do, and I, I've always been a believer of what I call the power of three. So every day, and people who know me know I'm always writing handwritten personal notes. I mean, it's it's ingrained in my blood. I've been doing it forever, and I still write my notes three a day. And I do three extra emails and three three phone calls. I always ask people their preferred method of communication. So I'm always doing that. However, what I found with send out cards, and the reason I love it, I became a distributor because I found out that I was using the system so much. It's a wonderful way to electronically create any kind of card, note, personal uh, note or card that you want. You can create with pictures, anything they prompt you. It's so easy. Or you can pick from any of theirs. And you can create campaigns. You can electronically send, you know, all your holiday cards or stay in touch. Now, the key is, though, it's not, and I repeat, not an email. All of these go in the U.S. mail. So when you hit a button, as you well know, because I think you know the system, it then yeah. goes to their distribution center. So I've created it where it works for me so I can drip or ping or stay in touch with all my clients, contacts, prospects, and friends. And I do it in a personal way because all my cards are personal and they have something about some, – I write them in my own handwriting. It just happens to be something I call high-tech and high-touch. So it's a great system. So how do, you, how, do you do, how do you write them in your own handwriting when the cards are online? Oh, because what happens is when you get, become a member of the system – you have uh, one of the drop-down menus is that you put in your own handwriting font after you become a member. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. Once you become a member, it's, it's also a great database system, too. And the company has really improved in the last few years. I mean, they're just doing things that are just mind-boggling. And for me, as I tell a lot of my clients, it is a great system, and it's another vehicle for staying in touch. Right. And that's yeah, what I used it for. You and I both know that the key, it's not that you, you know, it used to be you had the best price or this or that. No. It's how you take care of your customer. It's sta- exactly right. It's staying in touch staying and in taking touch. care. And that's what Make I talk about. So, I mean, for me, it's, just, it's perfect. So that's- how many cards do you end up sending in a month? A lot. <laughs> I still write three a day, handwritten, and then I must send about, I don't know, Maybe two two hundred a month. Oh, yeah. See, I do a lot of cards myself. Yes, exactly. Maybe because even... I think you know, like if I come back from a networking um, event, I like to you know say how happy I was to meet them and and uh, and whatever you know maybe something we talked about or 
right. just to let them know that I did remember them and it was great meeting them and it's the start of opening up the communication with them. Exactly. And then I, what I do is I collect over time information about people. So I have a list of 34 different topics to know about people over time. So, so for example, one of my clients this past week when I was in Massachusetts also is a great musician and a piano player. So when I sent him a gift, and that was the other thing, I could send him a, a gift basket or a Starbucks card or something like that, and I did that with a piano on the front of the card. I did it from the airport, right from my computer, and it arrived in the mail two days later. Oh, that's nice. I'm sure yeah. he was very impressed. He, you know what? Again, but that's what I'm saying. So I tell people whether you, you sign up for me or anybody in your area, I, I don't care because to me I just love the system. Just and, and even if that system doesn't work for somebody, then do whatever works for you, but make it work and do it consistently. Yeah. It's like anything else. If you don't do something consistently, it won't take effect, and it's, it's like developing your own self-brand. If you don't do it consistently, people forget about it and forget about yeah, you. Yeah, one of the things, um, you know, I've been to several, I go to a lot of events, and one of the things I keep consistently hearing, even Terry Moore said, because one of the questions I asked her, she's in her early 90s, and she looks 40, and she, wow. she's never had a facelift. She is just dynamic. And I asked her, you know, how do you do it without, you know, how do you look so stay so young-looking? And she said, it's about having your own style. She said, if you think yes. about Princess Grace and Princess Diana and Catherine Grayson, when they walked in a room, they commanded the room. Yes. So she said, we as women need to find out, be who we are and not be who's, who people want us to be. We have to be our own authentic self. I agree with that. And, that, and that's so easy for all of us to do. Be, you know, it's one thing to... Um, emulate other people and learn from people. I'm always trying to learn things and find out how I can be, you know, maybe more attractive or more this or that with somebody else. But it's like, but what do you do to be yourself? How do you create your own self-brand? I think that's yeah, so true. And, yeah, and another great speaker, and she's actually going to be one of my keynotes at the conference, she said the one thing that we also need to do, we have to find, take the person we are in her, and match her with the person we are out on the otter and make that one person. Because a lot of times we don't. You know what? We are, you know, we carry this one person inside and then we're portraying this other person and a lot of times they're not the same person. Exactly right. And that's it. So I think you have to be true to yourself and you have to realize, you know, when, when you were saying even earlier, a lot of people get intimidated by networking. I think they don't realize that it's really it can be anything you want. One size doesn't fit all. It's about just connecting and creating relationships and giving first and helping others. And things have a way then of coming back to you when you least expect it and when you don't keep score. What would you say some of the key points? Because people can't remember everything, but somebody really that wants to work on becoming a great networker, what would be some of the key things that you would say to them to do? I would say... Uh, Pick out a couple of places if you want to go to events and get to really research them. Find out how you can be a volunteer or help. So give first. Get involved. Give. Be visible. If you want to do that with your own circle of friends, find out more about them. Be inquisitive. Ask people about themselves. Learn about them in your own organization. 
people forget that internal networking is so important. Go to lunch with somebody in another department. Learn about them. Ask questions. Try to find out ways that you can be more helpful and give. And I think if people listen, remember things about people, nurture relationships, and are open to possibilities that many things will happen if they just give themselves permission to do those things. You know what's interesting when you say about the listen, uh, I have to share a story. I have a friend that lives up in Fort Bragg, and I'm, I'm, I'm very multitasked. I can be on the Internet, talk on the phone, and write all at the same time and still hear a conversation. Well, this person, every time she would call me, she could sense, that I didn't give her my total undivided attention. Really? And a friend of mine, actually, a friend of mine, I don't know if you've met Alice Marsh. She has since moved to New York, but oh, she really? was a member of my group. She wrote the book called The Attention Factor. Ah, what was, a great name. And I was telling Alice about that, and she said, Robbie, that's so true. There are some people that you meet, they need your total undivided attention. Because, I mean, she would say something to me, and I'd say, oh, Janet, I've heard everything you've said. But right. in her mind, I wasn't giving her my undivided. So that really, that really opened the door for me to say, wow, if somebody really is that type of person, then I need to honor them and, and exactly. be there and totally give them my undivided attention. Absolutely, because you know what? A lot of people... That's exactly what you just said is so, so true. And, you know, it's funny. You know, to do two things at once are to do neither well. It, it takes a very good mind to be able to really multitask, like being on the phone and doing something else at the same time. Because we, we just can't always remember everything. But when you train yourself to be able to do that and you have that skill, you're one in a million. Yeah, and that's why I say going. I, I say being a better listener and understanding that that there are different ways of connecting and communicating with different people that are different personality styles. That's the other thing. Right. Networking with somebody, right. you may be outgoing and you may be what a uh, very bottom line direct person, but the person you're meeting could be more introverted, and that person could also be very analytical. And if you come on too strong, you intimidate them. Right. Yeah, I'm a strong. I'm a Give me A, give me Z, tell me when you want me there and leave me alone, person. <laughs> but you know what? The funny thing is we have to learn, as as we all know, that in order to be good at this, it's flexing our styles all the time. And that can be challenging, but it's also right. the key to, get, you know, what makes some people that are so charismatic that everybody wants to know them and connect with them and things like that? It's because they've learned some of these secrets. It's, it takes some work. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Do you see, you do a lot of training in the corporate world. Absolutely. Do you see changes in the networking and the team element and things yes. in the corporate? Absolutely. What are, what are yes. some of the things that you're seeing? One of the things I'm seeing is that today every generation can learn from each other. And we have four generations in the workplace. So the baby boomers can learn from Generation Y and the millennials and Generation X. We can all learn from each other, the traditionalists, everybody that's still in the workplace. And when people say today, well, I don't want to you know, text or I don't want to do this or I don't want to do that, if you don't change, you'll get left behind. So it's a matter of flexing your style. It's not a matter of lecturing in the workplace. It's a matter of, of being a facilitator and a guide and letting the people in the class connect, communicate, 
collaborate and work together and let them come up with their own, you know, opportunities and answers and things like that because they don't want to listen to you lecture. Nobody does. But they want value add. And how do you bring value add? You have to know. You have to do your homework. You have to be prepared. Like I'm working on a client for next week, which is a very uh, nice, high-end luxury marketing company and in the jewelry business, and it's like studying and things and learning about things that, that I would never know if I hadn't, you know, sat behind the computer and studied it because, you know what, it's doing your homework. It's go- doing it's going the extra mile, and no, I'm finding you, that too. Do you see, Andrea, that all these generations that are in the workplace are really melding together, or is there still some... Um, you know, where they're still having difficulty of all of them. Of course, there's always going to be. There's always going to be that. I mean, but if you go back in times of, uh, you know, thousands of years ago, nothing, everything old is new again. We just have different gadgets and different ways of doing it. But the human nature is human nature. That's and true. That's it's true. very true. I mean, you know what? You, you think about it all the time. Or when I work in different industries, people say to me, well, this industry, you have no idea what it's like, and I say, no, you're right. I don't under, I don't may not know this specific industry, but every industry has the same challenges, problems, and opportunities. That's right. The, yes. the key is you. You really put it out there. Everything. It's like I tell people, you know, stop reading the doom and gloom news and read it for opportunities. You know, Absolutely. there's always opportunity. There's always opportunity. And, you know, the word impossible, people say that word. I always love when people say it's impossible to do something. And I look at the word and I say, if you break that down, it's like I am possible. You can do anything you want if you just break it well, down. I, love that. I like that. Isn't that great? So what, like, think the word. Yeah. So what are you, what are some of the things you're looking forward to in the future? Oh, continuing doing what I'm doing and just expanding. I mean, just growing. I'm I'm a real entrepreneur at heart, so I look at all types of business opportunities that come my way. I'm always looking on ways that I can help other people. I have my real estate license, not to sell, but I'm a referral agent, and just different things out there that you can continually be building, growing, and developing, and as much as I can learn. Right, because I I'm think a every day traveler. I think you know that I've traveled to forty-five countries, so I'm always traveling. Do I'm you always still do food. as much traveling as you used to. Oh yeah, still do a lot, and I love well, it. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I... So, um, what are some tips that you would like to share with some of our listeners on networking? That give yourself permission, be a good listener, find ways to remember names. I can do it real quickly if I take my word networking and I give each letter has something that you can do. Remember people's names and nurture all your relationships. E, it's an evolution. Have empathy with people and realize that and also engage. Learn about them. Also tune up your ears. T, nothing happens until trust is developed and trust takes time. So that's why timing is everything and 24-7 awareness. W, write notes or write letters or stay in touch. There is some work involved in all of that, but nothing happened without some work. O, ask people open-ended, high-gain types of questions because the more you ask people about themselves, you learn about them. Be organized and realize that everybody you meet and reconnect with is an opportunity to learn and be able to give to that person and be a resource. R, every time you meet someone and then you develop a rapport, and it could develop into a relationship and 
it's still a reflection back on you. So I'm always very careful when people say, I'd like to meet so-and-so. I want to make sure that that person follows through and follows up because before I refer somebody, it's a reflection back on me and about on a, on a, you know, a relationship I've worked hard for. And reputation is everything, as we know. K, knowledge is power. And I usually say that 99% of what I talk about, most people know already, that the action step is in actually putting it into practice and doing it. Knowledge with execution. And something else that my wonderful father used to always say from on earth, and he still says from heaven, be kind. Give everyone you meet a smile and a handshake. And I think people need to realize it's not about what can I get, it's about what can I give and learn from. And also be open to those uh, opportunities and just be open to the possibilities, developing advocates. I take the initiative. If you wait for someone else, you wait a long time. Become interested in other people with sincerity and have integrity. The other end in networking is sometimes you have to say no. If you say yes to every event, yes to every person, and yes to everything just to do quantity instead of quality, you'll say no to yourself and you'll do nothing. And last but not least, be a giver of your time. Set goals every single day and know when to exit and when to walk away also. Because, you know, people, especially at events and things like that, which, you know, know when to talk to them, go up to them and find a way to follow up, but give them an opportunity to talk to other people too. And that's always be brief. Someone once told me that a great presentation is like a miniskirt, brief yet cover the subject. So I always say it's like anything else. Don't monopolize people's time. You know, you can always come back. What about um, one of the things that happens a lot with women is balance. Do you have any tips on balance for women? On balance, you mean uh, between their home life and uh, their work yeah, life? Yeah, you know, sometimes we they get in such overwhelm with taking on too much. They, because sometimes people have a problem saying no. And I say, if you have a problem saying no, you have to really start to break things down and say I can't say yes. If you say yes to everybody, you say no to yourself. So you have to find ways to say no, and you have to say find ways to not take every project on. On the other hand, if you've said yes, don't then not do it. Or don't let something better comes along. Don't say, okay, I'll do that instead of this, because you know what? It will come back to bite you. Okay, we got 14 minutes. Uh, does anybody that's online have a question for Andrea about networking? Here's your opportunity to talk to the best in the networking business. I don't know about it. We we answered all the questions, maybe, which is good. It is good, <laughs> um, but um, I always think you know you sometimes you have to take that step and it's you know maybe it. something you know that that they're particularly doing that they would like to learn how to do better. But um, anyway. I, uh, I always like to throw that out there because we do have callers on the line. But uh, let me, uh, what's your website? My website is uh, com. And it's, we want to spell the Nirenberg? N-I, yes. N is Nancy, I-E-R-E-N-B-E-R-G, com. And and tell tell me a little bit about because we talked about you, but what tell tell us a little bit about the Nuremberg Group. The Nuremberg Group is a consulting organization, and we, we work with organizations, clients, companies, mostly uh, large companies, but I do a lot with smaller ones too on 
all the soft skills that impact the bottom line. So sales training and networking skills, which is really relationship marketing, interpersonal communications, presentation skills, speaker training, customer service, time management, supervisory skills, all those types of skills that make you a better person and a better employee, whether you're in your own business or you're working for an organization. A lot of executive coaching. I have uh, five other trainers that work with me that all are in their own business, and we refer back to each other all the time, so we're very virtual. And it's been wonderful. It's taken me to 45 countries because I'm also, as you know, a keynote speaker, and besides doing the training programs, which I love to death anyway. Right, yes. Yeah. So I think the first time I met you, you were speaking for NAFI in New York, and that's how I we met. Exactly right. Exactly. And Great I, organization. And then over the years, you and I have run into each other. You're doing some, you serve on the board of the, the Boy Scouts of America, Greater New York yeah. Council. So what are and, you doing with them? Well, that also came about. It was kind of funny. I was a speaker at the Association for Fundraising Professionals, AFP, and somebody in the audience uh, called me and happened to be from the Boy Scouts, and then they invited me to speak for all their um, scout executives, which are the equivalent of CEOs in their district or their council. And so I had to do my research, so I got to know the scout executive of New York, and over time he asked me to be on his board. Wow. So, how, see, so it was again... Again, you showed up and something happened. Show up and something happens. That's a great one. It's very true, Robbie. Show up and something does happen. If you show up, yeah, it happens. I know. It happens for me all the time. I mean, I could just write a book on showing up stories. You and, should. and usually what it with me is that whenever I'm showing up, I'm always meeting the right people that I can then introduce my members to and open doors for them. Right. Exactly. Not, you know, it's not about me, but it's about I'm just the vehicle that gets lucky enough to be at all these places, and and then I'm always on the lookout of okay, who who could who do I know that should meet this person or that person? Because it's really about that. Um, I noticed um, what is the I noticed you won the Direct Marketing Silver Apple Award. What is that? Oh my goodness, that happens to be uh, for people that have been in the direct marketing industry for. 25 years. Can you believe it? So anybody wow. who's been in that. And the funny thing was that that was, I, I left that business like about, I could say, I'm trying to think, I really never was in it that long. They gave it to me after I left the industry because I started in there and I was in the direct marketing industry 20 years. But then I left. But I'm still very connected and tied into it and it's just for service. I was magazine publisher in that industry. Really you know, idea. Nikki, that has the um, D- direct marketing for wi- the women's direct marketing group. She's out what? of Hawaii. No, oh, of course, I'm in her group. Yeah, I'm in I her love group. Nikki. Absolutely, Nikki. I'm uh, from Hawaii. Nikki Kohoho. I'm in yeah. her group. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, my book, mine is direct marketing. Like when you get magazine, when you get mailing lists, or when you um, oh, okay, tar- target marketing. That's what it is. So it's not. It's really not. Um, it's marketing, direct marketing, whether it's via the Internet, whether it's telemarketing, whether it's catalogs that we get, all that. So, uh, Andrea, how much time do you, with a new social networking blaze, how much time do you spend on it? And which social networks have you found really work for you? Andrea? 
Did I lose you? Hello? I guess I lost her. Andrea? Oh, well, I'll just have, I guess we we somehow, uh, Andrea, are you still there? No, I guess we lost, oh, wait, she's back in. Uh, Andrea? Somehow she disappeared. Um, Andrea? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, somehow, I guess somehow you went off the line. Uh, The question I said to you was, the phone went on the dead. social networking scene, because it's such a big thing that, um, nowadays, how much time do you spend on social networking and which ones do you find that you use the most and how have they worked for you? And what kind of strategies are you using? You know what, those? they're great tools. And what I have now is the way my um, uh, webmaster has set things up, if I blog, and I write on my blog all the time, my blog then goes to my Twitter account and my Facebook and my LinkedIn, but I but I use them only as tools. And you're very careful what you put up on those things. And again, not spend too much time because my goal is to be out and about and just be doing my regular daily life and my work. But the idea is that some people spend all their time electronically and they forget about face-to-face. So yeah, no, I love the face-to-face. Yeah, you have to use it as a tool, and you have to pick and choose which one that works for you. So what would work for me, I actually think that LinkedIn for business is terrific. But, again, it's not about what can – people always say to me, well, you must have so many people on your list. And I say it's not about quantity. It's about quality. So there are people that want – Have you ever done anything – one that – because you like to do a lot on international – have you done anything with Ecademy, E-C-A-D-E-M-Y? Yes, I know who they are. I've actually I've had a few things with that, so it's great. Yeah, I like that one because it deals more in an international area. You know, there are more people from countries on the, that particular site. So, And I want to do more international speaking, so for me that was a great way to get get known on an international site. Isn't that great? And it's wonderful, like you said. So it's perfect. Yes, because why don't you give us a blog address so that people my can... blog is you know what the best way to get to my blog is through my website. If you go to my website nirenberggroup.com, you can click right to my blog because my blog is very simple. It's called the Niren Blog. Uh huh. N i e r e n b l o g. So if you type it into Google, you're right there. So, Andrew, what are some of the things you blog about? I blog about other people, and I blog about other things that go on. So when you send me the link about our radio show, I will then put the link up and talk about you and talk about that. Oh, that's cool. Absolutely. I have, I have a blog, too. My blog is called It's All About Showing Up. I think that's great, and that's really, that's really your book, too. I know. Well, the book that June and I actually, you remember when we went when Office Depot used to have the awards. Yes. I got Florida. one of them. Won, that, that was yeah, the Nancy You won award one and I, I won one one year. And what happened, the time that I went, I actually met a publisher for a, 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 um, oh, a Kaplan Publishing. They're in New York and Chicago. Right. And I was, I was giving her the idea of a book June and I want to run. And she said, and then I said to her, what's your procedure for proposals? And she said, 
I love the idea. We'll publish it. Meanwhile, we haven't had time to write the book. And she yeah, keeps calling me. That's what happens, right? Isn't that the truth? So how, do you, how did you discipline yourself to get four books out? I mean, how much time did you, did you devote so many hours a day? Or how did you do that? Yeah, one of the things I do, and that's an interesting question, is that I'm very uh, dedicated to what I call something called networking in motion. So every day I'll write down a tip or an idea or a thought or a bullet point of something I learned. And all of a sudden, I still do that now because it gives me stories that I can use for different programs. And you just keep adding to it. So I would just write down, I had an outline for each book, and as I wrote the outline, I would just start filling in the blanks, and that's how the book happened. So how long did it take to do each one of the books? Well, the first book took, I uh, think it took me three months to write, but it took 20 years in my head. So <laughs> remember see, that's that. My- I got all these books in my head. It's yeah, that's it. But then three, then you have to sit down and do it. The second book also, I had a lot of notes and a lot of help. I think that book took six months. My third book took about two months. And then my fourth book was a remake of my first book, and we added on to it. So I would say it probably took about another four months. Well, when is this fourth book coming out again? It'll Tell be us out, about that again. It'll, it'll be out in November. Wow, because that, that, to me, it would be such a great Christmas uh, thing and you know a lot of the college newspapers have places that you can actually put you know uh, where you could have a book reviewed or you could mention the book or even put your blog up and put the you know uh, put the information on the blog about the book and get it into all these college newspapers exactly exactly and that's the whole thing so there's there's so much but I will make sure to send you one when it's done. Okay, I'd love to. I love. I mean, I have your first book because I bought that, but I have not. Uh, well, you know like, what? You're going to send me an email when you get a chance with your mailing address. Would you do that so I that will. I can send you some books also for uh, what you need, and then I'll also send you some gift books for yourself. Oh, that. you're wonderful. Now it's, uh, it's my it's pleasure. Always, you know it. Yeah, it's always wonderful to to have you online, but to always reconnect with you because I just remember when we met, I thought, wow, what a dynamic woman. And well, I'm I think that about honored. you. Thank you. It's, it's and then, not- you know, our mutual friend Absolutely. in New York. Uh, we just all three have to get together. Um, there's a possibility I may be coming into New York this year again, December 2nd for the NAFI Awards thing. I'm not sure yet, but I may. Please let and me know. So I would love to see you. I think last year when I came, you were uh, traveling or something. That's why we didn't connect. And Lauren was in Japan. Yeah, so and I'm, do I'm going to be in San Francisco. You're, you're not in San Francisco. You're in L.A., aren't you? Yeah. You, when are you, anytime you come to L.A., you'll be sure and call me. I will. I'm going to be in San Francisco, I think, in December for a client. And uh, But there might be a possibility I would be coming to L.A., so I would definitely let you know for sure. Okay. Well, we've got one minute remaining, and we have been so blessed. With having Andrea Nuremberg, who is the CEO and founder of the Nuremberg Group in New York, and who is a networking guru, and who has written four books. The first one was called um, Nonstop Nonstop Networking: How to Improve Your Life, Luck, and Career. The second second one was called Million Dollar Networking: The Sure Way to Find, Grow, and Keep Your Business. The third one is. Savvy Networking, 118 Fast and Effective Tips for Business Success, and give them the fourth title. The fourth one is a, ne- a Nonstop Networking for the College Student and Recent Graduate. 
Okay, and you can learn everything about this fabulous woman at <laughs> www. Nirenberg Group, and it's N-I-R-E-N-B-E-R-G, Nirenberg, Group.com. You're terrific. And again, Andrea, thank you so much. It was wonderful, again, connecting with you, and I can't wait to see that last, the newest book you've done, because every book has just been just absolutely incredible. You're terrific. Great work. Well, you say, thank you, Robbie, and you are the real inspiration. You'll have to go look at LinkedIn later, because I just recommended you before. Oh, good. Well, thank you so much. You're terrific. I think you're wonderful. And send me, make sure to send me your mailing address so I can send you everything. I will, and you have safe travels. And Thank you. Get all those people out there networking so that we all learn and we all connect with each other. And it's all about giving, just like you do. You're, you've got the heart of gold. Take care of yourself, my friend. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. And thank you for tuning in, and everybody join in next month. We're always on the first Sunday of every month at 6 p.m., uh, on uh, Pacific Time, 9 p.m. New York Time, and join us because we always have fabulous uh, guests and we learn a lot. So until then, bye now. This is Robbie Motter, Queen Diva of the Diva Toolbox Radio Show. Bye now. <laughs>